The Western Conference Final is already just as wacky as we thought it was going to be. We're going to talk about that, make some predictions, and uh, revisit Water Bottle Gate. All that on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. You're listening to or watching Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And thank you for making today's show your first listen or watch of the day or, you know, whenever you happen to open your podcast app of choice. This is, of course, Western Conference Wednesday, uh, your day of looking at the left half of the map in the NHL. Uh, I, as always, am Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on Kings and one half of your usual Wednesday crew here. And I am not joined by Jesper Mosto of Locked On Flames, uh, we have uh, we have a, a substitute uh, substitute teacher here on today's show. We've got Jason Hernandez from Locked On Ducks filling in for Jess, who is feeling under the weather. Um, and you know, honestly, I feel like if if I had to like watch the the Western Conference game that just happened and know that like my team was this close to making it to that, I, I would also feel under the weather. So like I. I I get it. Anyway, I hope Jess feels better soon. She'll be back uh, hopefully next week talking about the Western Conference. But for now, we've got uh, we've got some help on today's show. So we're going to look today at uh, game one of the Western Conference final uh, where we're the uh, Avalanche and the Oilers faced off for a really bizarre game. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll make some predictions of what we think is going to happen in this series. And Jordan Bennington opened his mouth again. Yep. And we're going to talk about that on today's show. But let's get right to it. Let's look at uh, game one between between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I'm just going to hand it to you because I know you watched this game much closer than I did. I just kept feeling like I was hallucinating it every time I turned it on. So uh, what mm-hmm. what what happened? <laughs> what happened was the game not only got drunk, it got stoned, whatever. I mean, whatever adjective you could use here is what happened uh defense was optional i kind of expected throughout the series that at least one goalie would be pulled i mean we had two backup goalies midway through the game although one of them was not because he got i mean technically not because he got a lot of scores goals scored on him but there's an injury update which i'll get to momentarily first period kind of started off shall we say a little bit tame i mean yeah, Evander Kane did get that first goal. And yeah, it, it was like bang, bang, because Comfort scored right after that. Okay, bang, bang, whatever. Then Nathan McKinnon, what was that? That was a thing of beauty where he just kind of sliced his way in between the defense. It kind of just a little poke, little poke right under the five hole of Mike Smith. And the thing about that goal, which is the brilliance of Nathan McKinnon, is that he has the ability to really open up the five hole. He has the ability to be... I guess flexible in whatever kind of shot he has. He could slap it. He can have a nice snapshot. And in this case, he could just kind of poke it with one arm. And this was a bang bang play from Mike Smith. Because for Mike Smith, he could have decided to either do a poke check, which was the wrong choice, or he could have stayed back and tried to defend a shot. Mike Smith chose to try to poke check it, missed. And we saw what happened. Nate McKinnon scored his his ninth of the postseason already. Wait, you, you you mean Mike Smith 
did something wrong. Oh, I you could sense the tone there, huh? Just I'm shocked. Little I'm bit, shocked. right? Yeah, Mike Smith making the right decision. Whoever would have saw that coming, <laughs> says everybody. Anyway, so that wasn't the real nexus of the first period. The really bizarre part of that first period took place towards the end. And I'm going to try to explain this as best as possible. So we had Zach Hyman score to tie things up two to two. Crowd is stunned. Everyone's kind of gone silent. Then nine seconds later, on a really weird play, Kale McCarr scored an unassisted goal. And this is the weird part about this goal. It was unassisted in the sense that no other Avs player touched it. However, this is where things get wacky. And I have to consult the rule book on here. And as someone who has worked in the AHL for, let's see, 20, seven years now, seven seasons, I'm very familiar with the rule books and the rules in general. And especially having worked, just to put this out there, I worked a couple dozen hockey games over the weekend. So the rule book and I were like this right now. What happened on that on that goal was the puck went into the Avs offensive zone. And already there was a player in the zone. Then it went to an Oilers player. At that point, you're thinking, okay, well, this is kind of weird, right? And then as the puck leaves the area, then we have a little bit of a weird deflection. I guess is the best way to put it. The deflection went to Kale McCarr. And Kale McCarr, trying to get the puck into the zone, one, it was on edge. Two, there was another player there trying to, um, I, I guess, try to get back onside. And what happened was a really, really stupid goal. This might have been the stupidest goal of the entire postseason. And you kind of had CeCe right there. You had Darnell Nurse. It was Darnell Nurse who was the one who tried to play the puck back across the neutral zone. And Kel McCall was right there, picked up a loose change. And it was on his stick. So that made it three to two. It went to a very lengthy review and the goal stands. So before I get to the rules, Sarah, what did you think about that play in general? Just, it was bizarro world. I, I mean, just everything about it was, yeah, it was bizarre. And I feel like the, the, the commentary that I saw online, which I feel like I agree with is like, okay, we can, you can read the rule book. You can know you can know the rationale behind why they called it this way, but I guarantee you can go back and find 10 more goals just like that. And they're not all going to be called the same way, which is the frustrating part about, I mean, officiate like it, you know, we, we don't have robot referees. Like we don't have robot linesmen. Like that's just the way it is. Um, but you know, it, it's frustrating to know that, okay, in this game, well, did it, would it, 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 it would, it technically would have made a difference because if that goal hadn't counted, they might still be playing the game right now. <laughs> well, no, if that goal hadn't counted, Edmonton would have won because as a result of the challenge oh, by Jay Woodcroft, Nazim Kaji scored, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, can I go over the rule book really quickly? For yes, please. Those, rules are crazy. Rules are crazy. So this might be a combination of not one, but two rules. This is rule 83 on offsides. So part one of this I have seen in person and this did result in a goal maybe years ago. The other part, this is a little new to me because this is NHL only. So here's 83.2, the part that we all should pay attention to. 
when a defending player propels the puck out of his defending zone and the puck clearly rebounds off a defending player in the neutral zone back into the defending zone, all attacking players are eligible to play the puck. However, any action by an attacking player that causes a deflection rebound off a defending player in the neutral zone back into the defending zone, a delayed offside shall be signaled by the linesman. That's what we had there. The first part of that rule, it deflects off of a defending player. And if you look closely at the entirety of the play, you will notice that a split second before McHale got it, Nurse deflected it off of another Edmonton player in that zone. He actually kind of like kicked it. So that's how Makar wound up with control of the puck. Because of that kicking motion, the puck was not entirely on Makar's stick as it entered the zone. And this is one of those kind of Zap Ruder film type of goals where you have to look at every single frame. So then you ask, okay, what about the second part of this? Now we go to the meat and potatoes of this. 83.3, delayed offside. Remember how I said 83.2, that a delayed offside shall be signaled, right? So then we go to the other An offside call is delayed. The linesman shall drop his arm to nullify the offside violation and allow play to continue if, and this is the important part, part two of this, the defending team passes or carries the puck into the neutral zone. That's what happened here. The defending team, Darnell Nurse, carried the puck into the neutral zone, deflected off an Edmonton player, and as Kale McCarr tried to guide the puck in, he did not have complete control of the puck. Now, this is kind of where it gets a little bit weird, where it says, if during the course of the delayed offside, any member of the attacking team touches the puck, and this is the, this is the part, attempts to gain possession of a loose puck, forces the defending puck carrier further back into his own zone, or who is about to make physical contact with the defending puck carrier, the linesman shall stop play for the offside violation. I think the interpretation of this rule is, did Makar have complete control of the puck? And the answer is no. The puck was A, on its side, and B, he didn't physically touch the puck as it entered the zone. Therefore, by the rule, by this weird, bizarro rule, it's a good goal. So that's what made it 3-2. I'm, I'm sorry if that went a little bit long, but I try to explain that to the viewers and listeners as best as possible. I, I think I think what we've learned here is that Colorado is behind every ridiculous offside nonsense mm -hmm. shenanigans because it's their fault this rule is enforced the way it is in the first place. Thanks a lot, yep. Matt Duchesne. So yep. this is all Colorado's own fault, but whatever. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this game and then uh, give some thoughts on how we think the rest of the series is going to go. Uh, maybe do an over-under on uh, <laughs> how many goals are going to be scored the rest of the series. Uh, but before we get to that, let's talk about rockauto.com. Because if you have a car, chances are something has broken on it at some point in time or another, because that is what cars usually do. And having to go shop for replacement parts for that car is usually annoying because A, you have to leave your house. B, you have to talk to another human being. C, usually they don't even have what you want in the store anyway, and they just have to go and order it online. You can save all of those steps. Don't even leave your house. Don't get out of your pajamas. Just go online to rockauto.com and see all of the parts they have available for your car or your truck. The website is super easy to use. All you do is you put in the make, the model, the year, and it spits out a whole list 
of pieces that can go onto your car. And the greatest thing is not just the convenience, not just the fact that it's like right there in front of you, but it's also very well priced. Uh, you can save money. You're going to get the same price no matter if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a mechanic. Uh, you're just going to get great low prices all the time from rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, well we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To thank our to take our audience survey, Go to lockdownpodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. A hundred dollars. Uh-huh. A hundred dollar Ticketmaster gift card. So lockdownpodcasts.com slash survey. This is, of course, Locked On NHL, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're talking about the Western Conference final between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, that one, if you if you're ju- if you just missed what happened in that game, by the way, the final score, which I regret to say that I accidentally predicted on Twitter, um, so I promise I'll only use these powers for good. Um, the final score was eight to six in favor of Colorado. I'll be honest, as someone with like no horse in this race, mm-hmm. I was hoping that Edmonton would have tied it up and it would have gone into overtime. Oh no. I just, I just, I wanted, I wanted it for them. Um, no, yes. <laughs> can't. in the first game, we kind of have yes. this kind of madness already. Oh, we already do too late. <laughs> too I mean, late. we already, there's madness, there's game getting drunk, and then there's passed out. That's what would have, that's what would have felt if it wins to <laughs> overtime or got double overtime. I mean, I think really the crazy part about this game, aside from everything that happened in it, was that um, no one had a hat trick, given all the goals that were scored. Connor McDavid had three points, a goal and two assists. Uh, Nate McKinnon, uh, he had two points, a goal and an assist. Uh, The Avalanche had 47 shots on goal. Um, It it just, like, for all of the goals, it was actually fairly well balanced in terms of (laughs) scoring. And... The only person who had more than one goal was JT Comfer, which is also like him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but those were stupid goals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. But like, you know. <laughs> Especially that second goal that he had in the second period. Yeah. That was a dumb. It was a fun goal, but it was a dumb goal. Yeah, everything. I just, I feel like this, this, this game, if the rest of the series is like this, I'm going to be overjoyed. This is like, this yep. is exactly oh. what I wanted from this series and, and like the contrast between whatever's going to happen here and then whatever's going to happen on the East coast, (laughs) like there's no way Rangers lightning is going to be an eight, six game. Like, so I could take my nap tomorrow is what you're saying. Yeah. I think you probably, I mean, thank thank God. Yeah. No, those, those games are going to be like two, one because for as much, you know, this isn't Eastern yeah. Conference Wednesday, but as much as I think the Rangers are kind of 
you know, getting by on a really good goalie. Um, oh, oh, you know, oh, oh. is really good. Like, can I say, so can I say one thing? Like, no, yes. Because I don't want to talk about Eastern Conference. It's not yes. that time, but yeah. No. So as the host of Locked on Ducks, I am obliged to tell you that a former Duck, Andrew Cogliano, oh, that's scored great. the game-winning goal oh. on a nice given goal. Yeah, it was a sweet given goal with Logan O'Connor. Nice little two-on-one. And Cogs just put it in. And the look on his face, I'm like, man, another former Duck. Mm-hmm. And and former Duck Josh Manson had a really great moment where he skated behind Evander Kane and like flicked the back yeah. of his helmet and then just kept going. Yeah, I was love like, it. you learned you learned that at the feet of Corey Perry, my friend. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which you'll hear about on the Eastern Conference show for sure. Oh uh, yeah. 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 And so by the, by the yeah. way, other weird facts. Corey Perry's yes. leading the lightning in goals for that team. What? In the playoffs. What? Yes. Yeah. Keep talking. I need to double check this. I, I don't I don't think you're lying to me, but Corey I think Perry you're lying to is me. leading the Tampa Bay Lightning in goals for their team in the playoffs. I, yes, he is. Yes. What universe are we in? In Did, a like, bizarre Did your heaven die or something? Like... In a bizarre universe where we have the Oilers playing the Avalanche in the Western Conference final. TNT got lucky wait, wait, with wait, this wait, one, wait. by the way. <laughs> Again, this isn't Eastern Conference Day, but I, I looked it up and you are correct. Corey Perry, five goals, leads the Lightning, tied with Ross Colton, a guy who I forget exists until mm-hmm. his name comes up. I I, I don't know. That's man. why I'm here. That's why I I'm don't here. know, man. That's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm here for the chaos. <laughs> Avalanche Oilers. Uh, what's your take on the series? What's your prediction? Um, I, I'm, I mean, I already, for, for viewers of Locked on Kings and Locked on Ducks, they already know your prediction for this series because they know what you accidentally prophesized is like over the summer. Months ago. Yeah. yeah. But what, what's, what's your, what's your take on the series? Okay. So my first take is goal. Goaltending is optional. Um, my, my stupid take is that Mike Smith's goals against averages are going to rival gas prices right now. It's going to be that high by the end of the season. But uh, maybe not so much for Darcy Kemper, although it may as well be. It's going to come down to which goaltender will make the least mistakes. Uh, Pablo Franzos had some pretty spectacular saves down the stretch. A couple of toe saves that made my groin hurt. And another one which is inspiring me to want to do Pilates over the summer. Because there were at least three or four high danger chances that Edmonton had in the latter parts of the game. And yes, the defense was right there, but we have to give credit to Pavel Franzos, the backup coming in when Darcy Kemper went out with an upper body injury. And by the way, he was doubtful to return. We do not know his status for game two as of yet. If Darcy Kemper is able to go, this could sway Colorado's way. But do you believe in Pavel Franzos is what I'm asking. Not particularly, but the goaltenders on the other end of the ice are named Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. True. So that's why I think we could have a lot of 10, 11, 12 goal games in this series. It's going to be fun to watch, but it really comes as weird as this says, 
it is going to come down to goaltending in a sense mm -hmm. <laughs> because you look at the shot attempts. Shot attempts were 78 to 72 in favor of Colorado. That's terrible. High. Oh, you know what's even more fun? High danger chances were 19 to 18. In what world do you have 37 high danger chances in a game? I'm well, so glad that, that I'm not a fan of either of these teams. I would just be like under my table. Like this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. Okay. It, I guess it's more fun for me because I don't really have a dog in this fight. I mean, I kind of do, but kind of don't. It, it's fun. It's great entertainment. Imagine watching TNT expecting to watch Rizzoli and Isles or I don't know, Bob's Burgers or 50 bajillion hours of friends. And then you see, oh, it's hockey. Uh, by the way, there is actually hockey takes in friends too. Just little little side note there. Hey, the New York Rangers were featured in I think like eight friends episodes. I don't know why I know that, but maybe maybe that's eight. I don't know. It it's great for the fan bases of both teams, but it's great for the NHL as a whole. If they can keep plugging and marketing, marketing, marketing the McDavid versus McKinnon match then we're going to see some pretty freaking good ratings for this Western Conference final. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it as a as a fan of hockey to see the ratings go up and continue to go up. And that's what I'm about. There was a question asked in the group chat recently and also asked um, when I was working this whole weekend if I find myself talking to more people about hockey in general. And the answer is yes. Especially this season, there's more of a crossover between basketball fans and hockey fans thanks to the TNT-ESPN deal. Especially TNT, who does a good job, by the way. We're seeing a lot more, more casual fans take the Tony X approach and say, what did I walk into? What is this? This ish is lit. <laughs> and then, of course, towards the end, the goalie said F it and left, which Mike Smith kind of did. Yeah, well, you know. So what's your prediction? What's your prediction for the series? Who wins how many games? I have to stick with my original prediction from 10 months ago. Despite the game one, I still think Edmonton takes the series. All right. I think Edmonton wins it. So sorry, Colorado fans. Sorry. Yeah, Oilers and Colts. What's what's your uh what how many games? How how, how long is gonna take Edmonton to wrap this up? Six. All right. All right. I'm going. So my, I feel like my prediction at the beginning of the season was, you know, I just keep picking Colorado because some, some year they're not going to disappoint me. And I feel like I've stuck with Colorado. I keep saying Colorado. So I'm, I'm going with Colorado on this one. Um, despite the potential injury to Darcy Kemper, I still think that um, again, Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen on the other end, Connor Mc, McDavid and Drysaddle can only do so much. Um, I'm going abs in seven because I want as much chaos as I can possibly get out of this series. We're going to talk about Jordan Bennington next because why not? But before we get to that, I believe you have some words to share with us about bet online. That is right. Bet online is the one place that has you covered. Bet online has the latest props, odds, and bets on not only the Stanley cup playoffs, but the NBA finals. And us being Western Conference folk, we Boston Celtics win it. So we're rooting 
maybe most of us are rooting for the Golden State Warriors in the West Coast. Maybe. Who knows? But you have the Warriors against the Celtics in the NBA Finals. So you can check out the latest prop bets on the NBA Finals. And you also have the prop bets on the Stanley Cup. And guess who is the favorite in this series? Yeah, it's Colorado. The favorite in the other series is Tampa Bay by a lot. Yeah. In fact, you'd be crazy if you didn't pick pick Tampa Bay in that series. So if you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines, and all that fun stuff, head over to Bet Online, either on your laptop or on your mobile device. Sorry, your mobile device. There's the mobile device. And hey, while you're at it, you could check out the latest lines on boxing, baseball. Yes, baseball exists, Sarah. Baseball isn't dead to us. So once again, check out Bet Online, which, by the way, is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And folks, please gamble responsibly. And by by gambling responsibly, do not take the under in any games on this series. No, don't no. do it. No, no. I mean, le- legit, this game had like a Zach Cassian breakaway. So yeah, any- anything is possible. Yeah, by the way, the over-under on that last game, for some stupid reason, was six and a half. Yikes. Imagine being the person taking the under on that one. <laughs> and Bless by the way, for the, for the next game, the over-under is up to seven. Seven right. and a half. Yeah, they're, they're learning. They're learning from their mistakes. Yeah, still take the over, though. All right, we're going to wrap things up today with uh, the latest news out of St. Louis, which I feel like got uh, got all of Twitter talking uh, because Jordan Bennington in uh, his kind of post-season, post-series, whatever uh, <laughs> interview, I, I can't even, it's just the funniest thing. Um, he was asked about the whole thing where he threw a water bottle at Nazem Kadri uh, in the game after, you know, Kadri collided with Bennington, Bennington left the game, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Everyone lost their gosh darn minds because no one knows how to behave reasonably. Uh, and Bennington threw a water bottle at him. And I'm just going to read to you the quote from Bennington when he was asked. Finish my water. He was asked about this uh, incident. So Bennington says, "I went to get my knee checked out mid-game. I was coming back to the rink. The game just ended. Walking down the hallway, I couldn't find a recycling bin on my way down the hallway." Right before I walked into the locker room, I see him kind of doing an interview there, smiling, laughing there, and I'm there in a knee brace limping down the hallway. The knee brace, of course, because he was collided into by Nazem Kadri. Bennington then goes on to say, I just felt like it was a God-given opportunity to throw the bottle. I don't know. I could have just stayed silent and go into the room, or I could say something and just have him look me in the eye and understand what's going on, something to think about. Yeah, just through the water bottle, an empty water bottle. It landed like two feet from him. So it is what it is there. It's hockey and it's a competitive game. So that's it. It was his God-given opportunity to throw a water bottle. So it's your (laughs) God-given opportunity to do that, right? Right. Like, I'm just going to start using this as an excuse. Like, I was (laughs) on Twitter, I was talking about it and I was like, well, yeah, it's it's my God-given opportunity to, like, steal all these cats from the animal rescue that I volunteer with. I'm, like, stuffing them into my purse. And I'm like, well, the opportunity was there. Like, this so, dude is just the weirdest dude. Can, can we use that now? 
What? Can we? So yes. My God Jordan Bington said it was okay. So I can walk into St. Louis and say, it's my God-given opportunity mm-hmm. to take this free beer in front of me. Yeah. It's my God-given opportunity to throw this water bottle at anyone I want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my God-given opportunity. Yeah, that, that sounds like an excuse and a half. Just, like, <laughs> there is I mean, like, no. There's no reason to do that. It It's childish. I mean, yeah. yes, I did it three times, but I did it for... For the theater, <laughs> dramatic effect, right? You're not yeah. throwing it at another human being, like no, I'm throwing it at an inanimate object. I'm throwing it at my, you know, my two jerseys back there. <laughs> it's Just, childish, like yeah. And I feel like that's every time he like opens his mouth, like that's what ends up. Do you just have like 14 water bottles that you keep like cycling through to be able to continue throwing them? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I know you think, the you think I'd be the kind of person that would do that. Yes, I do. Um, but like, it's just, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like nice way. Like it, he's just made himself the story. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you could like, you could have just, <laughs> the right thing to say was nothing Jordan Bennington, because now of course it has also like reopened the whole, like, Bennington has a past of saying things on Twitter that he shouldn't have said a very long time ago. And mm-hmm. this is a, a guy throwing a water bottle at a player of color who has now had like death threats against him because of act. Like there's a whole other layer to this beyond just like the childish antics. of I threw a bottle at this dude and like, no, like he could have just said no comment and then we would have been done and no one would have been talking about this. And like, now I'm throwing water bottles, apparently. Like, no one yeah. would be talking about this. Instead, it opened up a Pandora's right. box of crap. Yes. First, yes. you have the layer of Jordan Bington throwing a water bottle. Then you have the layer of Jordan Bington saying crappy things. Then you have the Pandora's box of Kadri being spoken against. And the big Pandora's box that we didn't touch on, but I'll touch on for a hot minute the big Pandora's box of racism. Mm-hmm. That is still happening in 2022. We've seen this several times. I've seen this in front of my eyes once, and it was the stupidest thing. There's there's no place for racism in 2022. There's no place in racism in hockey in this day and age. We have, you know, we have Asian Pacific Islanders in, in the game. We have black players in the game we have latinos in the game we have players of every color in the game and that is for the best that is for the best in this game and if it wasn't for that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have austin matthews the 60 goal scorer you wouldn't have one of my favorite players by the way paul korea in the game mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have another favorite player of mine great first name by the way jason robertson you know this is the game now, this is the game in the 21st century. Diversity only makes the game better. And for this racism to continue happening is just absurd. I can't believe it's still happening. I can't believe that for as Nazim Kadri has had some dirty plays on the ice. Mm-hmm. He's the good guy in all this. Yeah, he's the good guy in all of this. Yeah, it's the whole like the onion article of like heartbreaking worst person you know made a good point. Like, yeah, like I can't exactly say that I have you know, agreed with many like some of the things he's done on the ice, but like that you know, 
you you can you can dislike the mess and, like you can dislike the person, but that doesn't mean that they should have had bad things done. Um, I don't have a Blues jersey here, so I can't throw this at a Blues jersey. Uh, I have a Cardinals <laughs> jersey, so I'll just throw it yeah, back. Close so. There we go. Oh, I hit it. Yes. Good job. Good job. But yeah, it's it's just like yeah the 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 smart thing for Jordan Bennington. Well, the smart thing would have been to not throw the stupid water bottle in the first place, like a child. Mm -hmm. Um, but he did. And so here we are like, yeah, the, the smart thing would have been to either say, you know what, like I shouldn't have done it. It was stupid or to just say nothing. And instead, you know, here we are like, did like, was there an ulterior motive? I mean, he's the only one who can speak to that. He probably just did it cause he's dumb. Like, you know? Yeah. I, I hope, I hope there's no racial undertones under that. Right. Like it's probably just, just like, he's just immature. Like, yeah. And speaking for myself as a person of color, I was disappointed mm -hmm. in all that happened and yeah the pandora's box racism i oh, was yeah. just disappointed it it, yeah. it it does hurt because yeah. yes i've i have gotten racist comments in the past and it, it sucks it, it just sucks yeah. you know i i hate seeing it yeah so there there's your <laughs> jordan bennington if you're listening to this first off why you shouldn't be second off next time just don't say anything the magic words are i'm sorry i won't do it again um otherwise when you say it's your god-given right to throw a water bottle at someone everyone's just going to make fun of you and now you're going to be roasted on the internet for like a week so you know lesson learned my dude oh some of us don't forget <laughs> oh no absolutely not i'm gonna make fun of him for this like a year from now it's, it's gonna be great hey people still make fun of cory perry for what happened god how long ago was that <laughs> the walk of shame the walk of shame january Before, of 2020 pandemic yeah 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 and people he deserves it. It was amazing. It was so funny. <laughs> people still make fun of that yes. 29 months later, and you're the harbinger of that. Because it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, that <laughs> is would. it for today. Thank you for joining the show to make fun of Jordan Bennington with me and break down what the heck happened in that game. Uh, glad you were able to jump on and be my uh, fake Jess for the evening. Uh, for people who want to hear more from you, uh, who want to, for some reason, keep up with the Ducks in the offseason, where can they find you and your show? First off, um, hi, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. I don't think we mentioned that at the, at the top. Yes, I did. <laughs> I introduced oh, you, you. Yeah. Uh, my pers my personal Twitter is... You'll call is me a liar on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> I think just once. Um, I kid, I kid. We, we have fun. Uh, Sarah and I have done like 100 podcasts together. It seems like I'm going to uh, you, you off the show. <laughs> you could find me on Twitter at Stimpy JD as in Ren and Stimpy. And you can find the locked on ducks, Twitter account at L O underscore ducks. Uh, you can find my podcast. It's free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, sometimes Odyssey, Apple podcasts, Google podcast, Podbean, not smoke signal, not Morse code. And you could also find locked on ducks on the YouTubes. So Definitely check that out and follow me as we enter year four of the Dallas Eakins era. And we go Sorry into a new that. and we go into a new era of post Getzloff Ducks. Yikes. What's that gonna be like? Ooh. Weird. It's gonna be weird, but there'll be more hair. So it'll be cool. Uh you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at right said Sarah. Uh, Locked on Kings is, of course, at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter, available wherever you get your podcasts, available on YouTube. 
Uh, we're going to be handing out some player awards now that the season is over for the Kings. So if you're looking for who's the best defenseman or who has the best hair, uh, you can find that on Locked on Kings. The answer is Adrian Kempe. Uh, and so Locked on NHL, of course, available also wherever you podcasts and on YouTube. So that is it for me and Jason here today. Uh, you can keep listening to Locked on NHL all week long for great content from our whole awesome lineup of hosts. Western Conference yep. Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday where we'll have even more ridiculous games to talk about. That well, is Jess. for today. Hope that uh, Jess is on the mend. And uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, NHL news here on Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.